Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Women Solving Crime. My name's Katie Wilkins and I'm an author and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where Brandy meets bludgeoning, Mimosa meets misdemeanour and Port meets prostitution. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. God, what an era. <laughs> Such as Susan Bones. Anyway. <laughs> this is a very drunk podcast. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Go on, go on. I'm another go. Who loves here? <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. We are joined on this episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime by a very special guest. She's a historian, she's an author, she's a writer, she's a lecturer at Oxford. You've seen her on the BBC. Will you please welcome Dr. Yanina Ramirez? Wow. I'm getting you to write my epitaph on my grave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm owning life. <laughs> Welcome, Dr. Nina. Mm. Can you tell us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Well, I grew up a complete little country mouse out in a... <laughs> I wonder what you were going to say. 
countryside. My village was the most boring place in Berkshire and there was nothing going on. Like, you'd had to wait an hour for a bus to go to the next boring village. Oh. Uh, I mean, it, it was, there was no crime. There was nothing happening. So growing up there, then when I went to secondary school, I went to secondary school in Slough, where suddenly, hey, oh. this is a big and exciting and uh, uh, very crime-ridden place. <laughs> and so I... Um, We've always wanted. <laughs> yeah. But I'd also developed, you know, I've, I come from a family of very strong women, like powerful, like all mm. teachers, all like physically quite powerful yeah. women. And so I did judo from when I was quite little. So from oh. when I was small, I was like, I'm strong, I can take on anything. Yeah, nice. And then I got to this sort of urban life where I was in this, in this town. And I thought I could just walk into fights. So I would see like massive blokes fighting and I would just wander in and go, hey guys, stop fighting, stop fighting. And the problem oh was, God. I know, so, but the problem was all, most of my mates at secondary school were blokes and they were, I, I don't know why, but I was friends with the sort of six footers that were, yeah. and they looked, they were nerds, but they looked like they could, right. they would have to hold themselves. And I kept doing this. I kept intervening in other people's fights. Yeah. Like, blokes beating up his girlfriend. Nina's right in the middle of it. Two guys fighting with glasses in their hands. Nina's right in the middle of it. Wow. And I was five foot. And my six foot something mates were saying, Nina, stop doing this. They're going to punch us. They're not going to punch you. They're going to punch us. So I developed this reputation for just being a sort of blind vigilante, like, wading into fights. But um, in terms of have I ever been a victim of a crime, I have been in a complicated situation where I was both involved with the crime and involved with dealing with the crime. Okay. Um, Which I don't know if you've had on your podcast before. It's a sort of intermediary role in the crime. So I was part of the crime. The crime takes place... In a very kind of dodgy end of Slough. Okay. And Wait, which end is that? Oh, it's all of it, really. <laughs> North, it's South, East and West. <laughs> and we're, we're at a school party, um, I think I'm about 17, and um, <laughs> as I mentioned, most of my friends were the nerd group, uh, who I adored, all the kind of, they were the interesting ones, let's be honest, but they, yeah. we weren't necessarily the popular ones. Um, <laughs> but we went to this party because it was like, oh, the popular kids are having a party, let's go. Mm. But as I kind of found out with my eclectic group they their moods would vacillate so one of my friends ah. guaranteed 10 o'clock every night would have a temper tantrum okay. and would either storm off and one of us would have to follow him or uh. one of us would have to talk him down or whatever so yeah. bang on 10 o'clock at this party he has a temper right. tantrum he goes <laughs> is he over time well, I, know. I know I wonder if like he needed a the nap drama. in the afternoon to kind of balance, <laughs> balance things out oh, he's but, dropped his nap <laughs> he's not ready he's going to do something bad and lo and behold he did so we all the group of us all walked down the road in slough going oh calm down mate you'll be right just calm down and he lashes out and kicks a shop window. Oh, oh God. No. Now, the shop window is boarded up with, well, not boarded. What's that thing where they put the, the metal grids oh, down? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got, like, kind of the, 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 the grid. But, he, but he managed in this moment to smash the window. Oh, whoa. All the alarms start going off. It's an electrical goods store. So I'm already, oh, like, hello, hello. widescreen TV. Well, hang on. This, <laughs> this is the 90s. It's, like, small black and white TVs. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, the window's now wide open. Um, <laughs> and all the boys are going, come on, let's just run for it. Let's just run for it. And then I, <laughs> so 
said, no. And I stood there like a little policewoman and I put my arms out and I went, no, you're all sitting down on the curb and I'm phoning the police. Phoning <laughs> the police. And I reported my friends. So I was both involved with the crime and responsible for solving uh, the crime. Uh, that's wow. amazing. Uh, I've got, yeah, so I don't know, too much. Did everybody wait for the police? Oh, yeah, because, yeah. Like, did you put your foot down? I put my foot down. Because they were friends with the fucking nut. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> they had five TVs in their jumper. They were fine. No, no, they, yeah, they did, bizarrely. But then, I don't know, like, yeah, that was... How, how long did it take for the police to come? Oh, they were quite quick. It's slough, so they have to be on quick alert, you know. They have to be ready. Red button. <laughs> so, did anybody get arrested? What no, happened? they turned up. They saw oh, a group okay. of very sad-looking 17-year-old boys with long hair and, and you know Pearl Jam t-shirts on Aww. I went don't worry boys it's fine we'll find the insurance <laughs> oh, you know so and it was all fine and everyone came out fine and no one was angry oh, everyone dealt with it well so do you think like the fact that everyone was sitting there contritely helped do you think if you'd yeah. been working it they'd yeah. chased and stuff of course cause it was and you knew that god I want to relive my life with your brain <laughs> <laughs> No regrets, my friends. It's like clean conscience. But no, I do. I, it's always. I don't know. It's funny because I, I like when I was asked, do you, "Have you been a victim of a crime?" I've kind of been on the edge of lots of other people's mm. crimes. Mm. But not, again, it's like my mum used to have this thing where um, stuff happened to our family. We're quite a weird and, and big, larger than life family. And she, she was a teacher and she'd go into school and she'd go and sit in the staff room and she'd go, you'll never guess what happened last night. And she'll recount this almost fantastical, unbelievable <laughs> story that sounds like it's come out of a book. And then we go, that's not true. That's not your life. And my mum was like, nobody believes that we live the way we wow. do. But this is kind of, I like, yeah, storytelling isn't it Katie yeah. so it's, it's the art of, of kind of yeah mm. living in the moment and seeing mm-hmm. the getting the best details it. Yeah. and then yeah. telling it with, uh, like a raconteur <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love it. I I, I think maybe if I'd... Because I was in a band for, like, years and years and years, from my teenage years through to my uni's. I played bass, but I was the singer in my main band. Nice. Do you know what? I was in bands as a teenager. We must talk names of bands. What was your band called? My band was called Role Models. Actually, Role Models is my band where I sang, oh my God, girls, my first band. (laughs) It was actually with a total legend in the world of music. Chrissy Morrison, who was the first female editor of NME. Oh, and she's still out there doing insane stuff in the world of journalism and publishing music. Shit. She's insane. But she was two years younger than me. I was 14. So Chrissy was 12. Oh, wow. wow. And our band was called Lolita. (laughs) (laughs) And we played Camden. I knew oh, asking poor that Chrissy, question if you're hearing this, Chrissy, wow. oh my god, I've just spilled the beans on Lolita, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So Lolita with Chrissy. No. Lolita. And that was in my Did weird you country fucking village. Was that <laughs> very was was that a really like knowing nod? Or were you Chrissy sort of like cool? I'm like, I don't know what it means. <laughs> okay. I wasn't that's... very clever then. Oh I don't, I don't think I'm very clever now, but she was much more learned and informed well, at that wow. stage. You're not supposed to read Nabokov by the time you're twelve. Yeah. <laughs> but... I think I'd read it by 14 so that's okay but oh so that bad so, so provocative fun. and, and just the visual yeah. oh my <laughs> god three girls as well I sort like. of love that because it's like you're taking it back yeah like... I mean it was dodgy though because my parents I mean when I think about how I parent now yeah. I'm like bubble wrap I'm like nope you go yeah. nowhere and do nothing where's my parents like yeah sure take your bass guitar yeah, and go, go into London go to on the Camden. tube at the age of 14 and yeah. take me with a 12 year old that's absolutely fine <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Got an eight, you'll take your eight year old brother <laughs> 
go, Judah. It's fine. You'll be back at what? One in the morning? That's absolutely fine. As long as you're up for school, no problem. But you know, you, so yeah. you tell me about your band then. Well, it was just the band names. It's just, Avina Carver was probably my favourite. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's pathetic. But, um... <laughs> Another one, White Dragon, which it sounds like a kind of national front thing. <laughs> it really does. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like turning up in full white pretty hats. Fucking hell. It was because I'm from the Isle of Wight, so it's W I G H T Dragon. That doesn't help. No, oh, it's not great. <laughs> I once went on in a see-through cat suit as well. And this is the worst story ever. I, I was doing work experience at a solicitor's office in Bratnell. <laughs> Bratnell, yeah, I'd say Bratnell. Just, your life is very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing work experience. And, and all these guys in seats were like, oh, you know, what are you doing at the weekend? I'm like, well, I'm, uh, I'm in a band. I'm just doing a gig in Reading if you want to come, you know, come along. And I never thought anything more of it. And then I'm, I'm like, all oh, pumped. The band's all ready. They're all in their seats. And I'm in this completely see-through black, wow. top-to-bottom bodysuit, catsuit thing. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a bit brave. But anyway, <laughs> first thing, I go out. My mum phones go, we're all coming to see you tonight. I'm like, no, no. That's bad enough. They're on the back row. Oh, wow. Group of solicitors all there. As soon as oh, I come out, they're like, oh, and they're just looking at. Oh, and it was awful. I had to go into the office on Monday morning. I was like, oh, they've all seen my pussy. Wow. <laughs> it's like really bad. I oh, really don't God. want them to have seen that. Oh, man. <laughs> There's my teenagers. Oh my goodness. I can't I can't even comment, so I'm just gonna ask you the question. <laughs> what if you had the actually that doesn't even work, does it? A few minutes ago when we were talking about the crime. Um, <laughs> really thrown by that cat suit, I think. Uh, she's still thinking about the cat suit, it's fine. Or just yeah, or the, but just or, like the thing is, the reason I'm I'm thrown anyway because it's so hot. But the um, the, um I'm adding to the heat, girl. I, I I once worked in an office when I was temping mm. with all these, what were they, fucking, something to do with houses and plants, but it was very... Not an ombudsman, because I've done that too. No, oh. no, it was like, it was quite gender segregated. So it was mm. me and the women did the admin, there was mm. four of us, and then all the men in suits went out and mm. valued, surveyed the houses, <laughs> and they all went to, like, spearmint rhinos, oh, and no. it was, like, really that culture. Oh, totally, that was these and guys. And I'm picturing them totally. at your gig. Honestly, <laughs> you have just summed them up perfectly. Yeah. It was that, it was like... They were all about five foot six. For the like, listeners, stocking. that is a strip club. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were all like, like, like as wide as they are high. They've got receding hairlines, uh, ties, full suits in a nightclub in Reading, which is actually a goth night as well. So like, how to stand out? And they're just there, glued on the front row. Wow. It was awful. Wow. It was awful. Oh my goodness. But no, I mean, I think it teaches you to kind of be uninhibited. Which mm. is a good thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, listening to your podcast, but the guests I like are the ones who are very. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I'm coming on like, now I'm an academic. I'm an Oxford University lecturer. <laughs> Let's be sensible. Let's talk about important stuff. And in fact, I'm just acting like an absolute drunk no. slut. <laughs> which which was our original name for the show. So. I really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolute drunk sluts, yeah. Oh, Nina, if my professors had been more like you, I would have paid much more. Oh, well. So come on. Yeah. In the midst of all this, I can talk history till you're all bored. Yeah, right. no, no, no. also, everyone's going to learn so much. And this is the real, this is the real deal. Love um, it. Yeah, love God. it. We always, I don't know if it's worth us. We always ask, what would you say to the perps? But like the perps were your friend and you already dealt yeah. with them. Yeah, totally <laughs> dealt with, like, all gone. No regrets, as I say, yeah. you know, I think I can't go through life looking back on things and regretting it. Yeah. So 
Yeah. That's been like, and right. I think it's because I was in love with history from when I was a tiny yeah. little kid. Ooh. I was seven, oh, and I went to Hampton Court Palace, <gasps> and I was taking a group of Polish friends and relatives, and I was sort of bilingual at that point, so I was I was very very precocious and obnoxious, <laughs> and I would have slapped me at seven. Um, but I went through from the uh, Great Kitchen to the Great Hall, and there, I've told this story a thousand times. But there's this one step that's completely worn down, like mm. between those two right, rooms. Yeah. And I stood on this step at the age of seven. I went, <gasps> and I felt tens Ooh. of thousands of people passing yeah. over the step before me. Wow. And that was it. And then from that point onwards, I was like, I cannot ever look at the, the present or the future without thinking about the past. Yeah. All I yeah. can think about is the fact that that like step that slightly dipped mm. is probably just like women sat there crying at the party. <laughs> <laughs> All the cheated yeah. on women yeah. over the yeah. years. That was just the crying. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm interested. I want to know all their stories. Yes, yeah, erosion from tears. I felt <laughs> thousands of oppressed asses. Yeah. <laughs> Step up Run me. through me. <laughs> yeah. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. I'm going to bring us on to the true crime case that we are going to be discussing. Now, this case is called. The Euston Square Mystery. Ooh. Uh, and this case might make you think <laughs> twice about where you lay your head at night. Oh. I already worry about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I this... just said something so inappropriate. Go on, go, go on. on. No, no, it's funnier to just say that. <laughs> just leave, just that you thought of the inappropriate thing. Just, just Choose your own adventure yeah. of where one could put their head. <laughs> okay, and that's what your wife said to me in the shower this morning. <laughs> and we ticked the box. Hooray! Um, now, the crime that we will be discussing took place in a Victorian lodging house. Okay. Uh, and these were places where people from all walks of life would come together to come and go as they please. Mm. I'm going to give you a quick... Now, Nina doesn't need this. She's a historian. But I'm going to give the listeners a quick bit of context. Yeah, the listeners. Um, yeah. Yeah. Come on, dummies, catch up. <laughs> no, and then they were like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 we don't need it. We don't need it. We're totally here. That's really, really good of you. Really Listen, good I'm of you. sure there are okay. things I will not know. No, no, no. This is just who's just... Lolita? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I know the reference. I know the reference. <laughs> just for your the social context, we're in London. We've had an industrial revolution. We've mm. had improved train networks. Nice. London's population has exploded. In 1801, the population of London was one million. Question: What was it by 1901? Ooh. So what was the first number? One million in 1801. Oh, 100 years later. Maths is impossible, <laughs> but I did it. Yeah, 100 years later. So in 100 years, how much has the population oh, increased? Was, was what was the end date? By 1901. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a reminder, this is for the listeners. <laughs> also, oh, this is a second record. We all know what's oh, going on. Speaking all right. of which, do we need more? Yeah. yeah. We get another one? Hell yeah, we this do. This is a very drunk podcast. <laughs> Okay. Go on, give me the numbers. Right. Mom, it's in, not. We're just in, acting. Yeah. In, yeah. In 1801, we're, we're better actors than Tom Cruise on that sofa. <laughs> in, 18, in 1801, 1801, the population is oh, 1 million. Oh, to 1901. In 1901. Good dates. What's well the chosen dates. Well chosen dates. Okay, fun, thank fun you. fun question too, mm. and I yeah. so want to get it close. Okay. What is it now? Because that'll help me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say... Because otherwise I'll go million? way over. In London? Or is it... 
much more than 30 million. Or is it much less? Oh, no, no, no. It's not Also, that it much. changes Straight a lot with commuters really? as well. Let's not get sidetracked by today. <laughs> I am going to say four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I go 4.5 million. Oh, that's 4.5. That's a really good guess. Thank you. Right. That's a quadrupling in population. Yeah, that's a quadrupling. Ooh. I'm going to double it. I'm going to say 2 million. 2 million. That's not oh. quite good. Right. I'm going to double that and go 8 million. <gasps> All right. Wow. In that case, Nina has. Has it? Yeah. <laughs> I am a historian. Come on, the historian has job. it, uh, but it's not. It's closest, but the so the correct answer is six million. Yeah, all right. Wow. So it, okay. it went from one million to six million. So we have an overcrowded London. Now we're going to be in the like talking. We're going to be in the eighteen seventies. Actually, you technically won. I was technically yeah, because she was four point five. Oh, I, that's why I put the point five in there, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you you were. She totally did. Oh, I concede. I concede. Well, like, Here is my crown. <laughs> I, t- I do apologise. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's like announcing the wrong thing at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is not the winner. I spent the last 20 minutes worried that Nabokov didn't even write Lolita. But it's Nabokov, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Vlad? Vlad. Vladimir um, Nabokov. Okay. Yeah, oh, we're good. Bye. Okay. <laughs> so. I really hope none of my university colleagues are listening to this. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 it's like. My intelligence level the, is set to zero right it's now. It's like the suits in the front row all over again. <laughs> <laughs> all the professors will be logging in first upload. <laughs> we don't know where to look. <laughs> Go on, go on, go on. Okay, okay, we've so, got social change. We've, we've got, got we've got social change. We've got a very overcrowded London. Very overcrowded. Not in our houses. Wow. Hard to imagine. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, so what we have is lodging houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so taking on lodges became a popular option for landlords to reduce costs. But as anyone who has ever had flatmates will attest, houses full of transient strangers all living under one roof can be a recipe for drama, tension, and crime. Yes, and share. Butter dishes. Yes, <laughs> and a lot of sarcastic post-it notes. Um, <laughs> now, so we're we're talking about 1879, and we're in Euston Square, Bloomsbury, and London's West End. Now, on the 9th of May, the house's errand boy made a startling discovery while cleaning coal from the cellar. Question: What was it? <gasps> oh, this is juicy already. Well, given, um, well, I'm going to speak from experience here Please. because last week I was clearing out the wood basket that we have next to our our fire because we live in the countryside and we like nice like wood burning oh, stove. Nice. Yeah. Um, and we have a like a basket that my husband uses to bring in wood, like a nice. man. Yeah. Yeah. Shop, it's topless. No, but I would like that. No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> he orders it online because that's sexy too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's top. Okay, it's good. good. But no, <laughs> if he buys in bulk and gets a good deal, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. <laughs> but no, I I have a really weird extra life skill, which is that I can I'm a, like a cadaver dog. I smell death from anywhere. So we have lots of cats, like four, uh, but I have lived with nine cats. And when you have oh, lots wow. of cats, you have to be able to smell out the little gifts that they hide for you around the house. Right. And it's a, it's a particular smell, isn't it? It's a sort of a ripe, juicy sort of stink, isn't okay. it? And my nose is just tuned to it. So I walk into the living room, I'm like, death. I smelled death. And um, and I was like, I can't find the death. Because usually the mice run under something or they go under the sofa or whatever. Okay. But it had got into the wood, bo- the wood basket. And at the bottom of the wood basket, maggoty rats. <gasps> oh, no. Bad. 
bad times. That's a great so band I think name, he though. found yeah, Maggoty wow. Rat is a great band name. I oh think he found God. a more. I think he found a Maggoty Rat in the cold for like so Maggoty Rat. Maggoty Rat. All right, beat Maggoty Rat, you guys. I don't even remember the question. What's the cold thing? Aaron Boy made oh, an yes. unsettling discovery. Oh my god, a body, dead body. Yeah, not a rat body. Presumably. Just a human, oh, a human body, no, a body part. Body part? Yes. Ooh, that's right. Yeah. Do you know what? You said a startling discovery, which okay. makes me, mm. I immediately thought of diamonds. So Ooh. I think you find something valuable. Startling that's is an great, interesting word, yeah. That's a great okay. assumption. Well, and coal eventually human... it turns into diamond. Nice. It's, it's a carbon thing. <laughs> eventually I will coal, be right. diamond. Yeah. Detective Glenn gets it. Oh. oh, well done. It is a dead body, and he specifically has found a human foot. Oh, Just a foot! Wow. Well, okay. the foot is sticking out. Oh, okay. Oh. Bit like my rat's tail. Oh. Right yeah, from the yeah. Wood, it was oh, so we don't even know if it's attached to a hole. Well, we're going to find this out. So I'm just going to quickly tell you who lives. Who lives in a house like this? <laughs> who lives in a body dismembery house like this? Let's meet our lucky players. <laughs> David, it's over to you. That's my impression of Lloyd Grossman. That's very good. I used to do it at school. Oh, yeah, it's very good. I, I thought I'd make friends. It. Do you want to hear mine? Okay, go, go on. then. We can all do one. Who li- Wait. Who lives... That's no, enough. that's not <laughs> Who lives <laughs> in a house like this? Oh, wait, 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 Before we oh, move on, Lloyd Grossman, here we go. Yeah, yeah. The China doll. Oh, that's The naked that's... statue. Hugh lives in a house like this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's All the right. best Lloyd Grossman. The champion. Katie, I'm sorry to do it after you. I mean, yours was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> a German family live here. So, this guy, Severin Bastendorf, well, he went from Germany. He'd lived in basically the Franco Prussian War meant that he had to move. He, in 1870, he left. Is this the Paris? dead guy? No. So this is a guy who owns the house. Oh. So he's called Severin Bastendorf. He's bought this house in Euston Square. There's mm. quite a big German population at this time. Mm. Um, and he's a carpenter. He specializes in bamboo. He's married a local... <laughs> oh, sorry, um, I, I was not expecting that. Okay. As you do in central London as a German, you know. <laughs> I love that as well. And he owns like a massive house. I'm just a bamboo well, guy. This is- so he, he starts this bamboo workshop <laughs> and he does really well and then he buys the house and it's a nice house in a nice area Lots yeah yeah so the bamboo's doing good it's good, so good good bamboo good hot, bamboo hot ticket Amazing stuff and yeah. he marries Mary Pierce she's a local Londoner they've got this three story house it's a lovely uh, there's lots of you know society wives all living there big German population they go to this um, Bavarian church they've got four kids got a lovely Great lifestyle houses. got a maid to help with the chores okay nice Hashtag life all living good. his best life fantastic so they keep the cost low by renting out rooms to lodgers now a new lodger was due to arrive on the 9th of May so they send the errand boy to sweep the coal and he finds this foot mm-hmm. so now he 
runs to the wood shop to get help. Mm-hmm. Question, how does all the workers in the wood shop react to him going, I found a dead body? Is, is he like, I found a foot? Because yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think he, he's like, it looks like a dead body, I found a foot. Okay, that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's good. It's like exactly say, what he said. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Nice. Okay. Like, uh, maybe not even that on the nose, but right. sort of like what we foot? don't talk about. <laughs> we don't what talk. happens in the coal shed stays in the coal shed. <laughs> yeah, that's the Vegas coal shed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Any advance on? Think, well, does somebody what? say that'll be where Frank went, or something like that? Like a guy mm. been missing. Okay. And then be like, that'll be Frank. Yeah. And let me be frank because actually, young ma'am, I don't think you should be. I don't know. Okay. But I think they might know who it was. All right. So they think, so you think they deny it and you think they know who it is. And where has he gone? He's run to the. The wood. Because so all the. the, So obviously, Severin, the patriarch of the family, has got a woodshed. So he's run to the woodshed people and he's gone, I found a a foot sticking out and it's possibly a body. What do I do? I think. Yeah, I think think I'm with you. I think they just say, say nothing. Let the rich people find it. Okay. Mm. Well, none of you are quite right. What they do is they laugh at him. Oh, wow. And they do not take him seriously. So I don't know if this workshop has got some kind of prankster environment. Or they're like, somebody thinks they're a bit of a jackass or what. But like, it takes him ages to convince them to even come with him. When I said that'll be Frank, what I mean is that'll be bloody Frank. (laughs) Not falling for it, mate. Not falling for it. The prankster, we call him. We send him off for four candles. So now Severin's brother works in the wood workshop as well. So he goes, some of the other men go, they uncover the rest of the rotting body. It's, it's a woman. She oh. appears to have been there for some time. She has a rope tied around her neck. Oh, oh no. The body was wrapped in oilcloth but was still disintegrating. So they get the police, they get a doctor, they get no. It's too late for the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, they don't know anything about first aid. <laughs> Now, now Severin himself was asleep. I don't know why he's not working in his own workshop, but they go and get him. Under exa- further examination at the morgue, do you think they can tell anything else about the body? And if so, what? Throw stuff at me. What do you think they discover oh, about the body? she's got rope round her neck. Yeah. So I'm presuming they're going to be looking for some sort of garroting marks. Garroting marks, okay. Does she have, like, any tattoos? Tattoos, Ooh, lovely one. answer. Good one. Jewelry? Jewelry, lovely. Yeah. I got nothing. Is she naked? Did you say no? Uh, she's I was not. Just so... about to ask that. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'll give you. I'll no, give you. It's everything. not that you stole my it's thunder. Funny. I just didn't. Have... <laughs> um... <laughs> I love all female podcasts. <laughs> I'm so sorry if I hurt your feelings in female. any way. Female workplace. <laughs> All right, now you get a point for jewelry. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, so they discover that she's probably been there for years. She was wearing lace. Oh. She's she's fifty five to sixty years old. She's Ooh. five feet tall. There are still small tufts of red hair attached to her skull. Oh my she, god! She has missing teeth, <gasps> and there's ornamental jewelry and a silk shawl were found on her body. Ornamental jewelry. Oh yeah, it's very like Mrs. Havisham, but yeah. mm. the horror version. Yeah. No one knows who she is or how she died. Now it doesn't take long to get the public attention um, it gets very quickly dubbed the Euston Square mystery there are fascinated crowds outside morbid oh. something to do there's something to do everybody <laughs> I know so there's there's like p- police have to control the crowds oh my it's like, god oh that's a big old yeah. drama so they get Scotland Yard involved yes. um, so the lead detective that gets put on the case is 
of German descent or he he's got some connection to the German community so that's great so he can talk to all these people yeah. and they question the family they search the property they're talking to the former landlord they've got nothing to start mm. with and then a couple come forward uh, Susan and William Dobbs and they've read all the press release and they're wondering if it's their daughter Hannah Dobbs Hang on, her daughter but she was 60. like 60 <laughs> right. are they elderly uh, now you've basically answered my next question. Oh, sorry. Bum. Well, we were uh, both too quick off. But do you know though, what? We? That's actually helpful. Yeah. Can we just say that I care about this so much more now? She was called Hannah. No. <laughs> I'm just like she was Personal one of investment. us. Your ha- your name's going to come up a lot. As you guys have touched on, it's not this. It's not their daughter because oh. this lady is um, over fifty years old. Yeah, their mm. daughter is young, right. and also oh. uh, this body has been. So basically, they haven't heard from their daughter in six months, oh. Oh, and no. um, this body has been oh. there for longer than six months. Oh, right, that's and important. That's, so it's be okay, just sorry, just because the person's house that this coal store is under, they're nothing to do with this. No, this is just they, these things being. Wow, well, that's what needs to be established. Oh, okay. They're not. I'm they're not in the. Right Clear yeah. I think yeah. it's been there a long time. So three years. They, Good they, grief. So she. So this girl's only been missing for six months, uh-huh. and also they find her alive and well in prison. Oh, Sorry, you. Hannah. Oh, you're no, a criminal. Nice. No, it's uh, nice. nice. <laughs> criminal she's, rather than the corpse. She should be running that fucking prison. So she <laughs> has, is in prison for petty theft, and she ha- Hannah Dobbs was a maid to this house. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but she is currently in prison for petty theft. Okay. So just park that. We're gonna. I call it pretty this theft. is all layering up in it. Yes. Like, oh, it's a We're gonna have some suspects. Bird. Don't worry. So this is this Crime. is huge. There's a huge inquest. Everyone has to give evidence. But one of the problems is that loads of people have come and gone for the last three years. They've had over twenty lodgers in the last oh. three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cellar sure. was rarely used or cleaned because it was like an extra room that they didn't always use. Only if they had to. That's why the body was undetected for so long. Well, and I'm picturing a really big stack of coal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, you wouldn't touch that, would you? You'd just it's, keep piling it on. Yeah, and... unless you had to, right? I don't know. No? No, because coal was like, that's the burning heart of every house at this point. So I think they would have been going down reserves? there and but, uh, moving but... it around. I'm okay hold that thought now i'm going to tell you something weird that came out in the evidence because huh. they're all in this trial answering all these questions in this inquest well not trial but it's an inquest so they're all having to answer these questions so severin bastendorf uh he, Was he a hufflepuff or a ravenclaw <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quite slytherin name, yeah if he did it slytherin yeah, yeah slytherin name, slytherin name. oh my god guys yeah you still not be able to contribute also, to these conversations <laughs> Someone, someone suddenly became a sheep that she thought she was better than. <laughs> Wasn't my oh. choice. Such um. a Susan Bones. Anyway. <laughs> now that's niche. <laughs> I love um, Susan Bones. She's my favourite character. Sorry, go on. Um, nice Luna Lovegood. But I, she is good. My daughter dressed as her for I love her very much. No, I can still hear I still have to move us along. I'm, We're in a post-JK Rowling age. Yeah, I, don't support the, I don't support the author's views. Bye. Drunk women solving crime. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bastendorf uh, had said in this inquest that he'd gone into the cellar at Christmas and mm. found a bone that he thought was mutton. It still had meat on it, so he brought it inside, oh. complaining about how wasteful the maid was for throwing it away. And oh. he said he didn't recognise it as a human leg, stating, I am not a judge of human bones. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but if I, I'm, I'm just going to go when out there and say red When was that At Christmas time, so the previous Christmas. So we're in, I think, May, I said. Now, my question is, did anyone else testify that they ever found random bones in the cellar? Yes. yes <laughs> I'd say yes. <laughs> the way the question was framed, I imagine the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah? Okay. okay, okay. You can see through me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, any difference, Hannah? Yeah. Yeah. Give us some random some variation. So the the maid had uh, said to Mary Bassendorf that she thought she'd found a human foot, but Mary said it was probably some off game that they had eaten recently. Oh. And the maid also found a finger bone, but threw it away oh, without God. saying anything. Oh God, what an so, era. <laughs> I just appreciate like I mean It's so sweeney Todd, isn't it? It's I love like it. everything ugh. This is the moment Taylor realised she wanted to be a historian. Yes. <laughs> Come join me, Taylor. No, <laughs> no joke, though, the way I was taught history was just so dull. It yeah. is timeless. It's very dry. And uh, honestly, this podcast has changed my life. Dr. Nina told us about her grandma giving her some brilliant advice, and one of it was never say no to food. But I'm uh-huh. going to go against it and say, don't let these people cook for you. Good, oh, point. Oh, no. Good point, man. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, there's no. a lot of like, oh, it's the turkey we forgot. Like, why is <laughs> yeah. it in the cold room? Right. So, not a little... <laughs> <laughs> not looking great now the case is getting cold there are no new leads so Detective Hagen he's this guy that's from Scotland Yard and he's in charge of it mm. but he does some excellent police work I've decided he's very and handsome he... I, I think Hagen is a handsome name a... Like in my mind he's doing it topless so. <laughs> <laughs> like my husband ordering wood <laughs> On the internet. So we've got, the we've got a very mm-hmm. Mills and Boone scenario here. For casting. <laughs> All right. With a bit of luck and some excellent policing, he uncovers the woman's identity. Mm-hmm. And oh. a, as excellent detectives as we all are, um, question, how does he do this? That's really good detective. The yeah. jewellery and the red hair. Jewellery and red hair. Love it. Any? Yeah, missing persons reports compared with that information. Okay, love it. Also, like, list of lodgers who were... I'm Good one. Yeah, maybe list of lodgers. Mm. Excellent. Oh, we okay, are you guys are close, but you're not quite oh, on the money. It's the missing teeth. Oh. So because the, the, the dead body has missing teeth, he thought she might have dentures, so he went round every dentistry clinic wow. in the area. And we I didn't know she had missing teeth. No, I did list it as all the yeah, stuff when, yeah. when they found I, totally oh, I didn't that. list no, it. <laughs> it's like and it, that is a running thing. It was an Easter egg, and not okay. everybody found it. 
You um, did, though. I well, did. I mean, Katie sorry, said it. So I the fact <laughs> that the bar, that the skull had missing teeth meant that he went he, around. Well, so he suspected nice. that she might have dentures. So he went around all the dentistry places asking if anyone had come in. And um, it would have been specific teeth, wouldn't it, as well? So yeah, that's why our dentures made to the ones that were missing. So yeah, exactly. They thing. did, and they did costs, didn't they? So ding, they had ding, a cost ding. record. Woo, woo. Yeah, she's got it. Yeah, I love um, when there's proper detective work this long ago because they've got yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Tools that we have, and that is so impressive, isn't oh, it? That's yeah, very interesting. So the dentist says he made a cast around for a client around two years ago, didn't return after her first appointment. And oh. as Nina has said, he tests and it's a perfect match. Oh, oh my God. Well, yeah. so it's only the fact that she went and got, she didn't even have the dentures. Yeah, the she, she but they, they the had her cast. cast. It's the only oh. reason we know this woman. That's yeah. And that incredible. is when late cancellation fees were invented. <laughs> <laughs> making this damn cast. She never came back. She didn't come to the following. Okay. <laughs> I've written so, her name down. Then they've got this guy, Edward Hackett, is the brother. Mm. And he he was already, like, coming forward saying, I think this might be my sister. And oh, he man. viewed the body oh. and he uh, recognised the colour and he said, I think that's her. And then they've got these teeth. Wow. And then, so now we have a name. It's Matilda Hacker. So it's a woman in her 60s from Canterbury and she was a previous lodger in the Bastondorf house. Oh, you got that right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What items does the brother say she always carried on her person? What? Correct. The ornamental jewelry, I guess. So she always carried them on her person. Is your question leading as in she should have had them on her, but she didn't? Yes. Right, so there's things missing from that list. That should have been, hence the mouse nonsense. I was trying to work out this complicated thing. So she should have had things on her. Glasses. Nice. Okay. Mm. Any advance on glasses? You know, I love the idea that she always, always had with her, like, a, a big mutton bone. <laughs> <laughs> she just had like, a she's in the coal cellar. It was like, this huge ham of mutton down there. It looks terrible. I don't want to eat it. <laughs> oh, that's her complimentary mutton. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's all gone very absurd. She's very eccentric. It could happen. Very eccentric. To expect it to be with a decaying body, it has to be something that would be man-made. No, but it's yeah. not there though. What he's saying, isn't yeah. it? Right. They're missing. But, but for him yeah. to even expect that they ah. should have found yeah. it Good means point. it can't be an accessory because that could be anywhere. It's got to be like around her person, like a bracelet mm-hmm. or a. Okay, so you're what, definitely what on the right lines. You Earrings. guys are all yeah. watch. <gasps> Does she have watch? Oh, is good. It is a pocket watch. <gasps> yes. Watch is you guys are excellent detectives. Oh, we should work together. <laughs> um, okay. Private investigation. Now, so it's this very specific gold pocket watch, and they find it in a nearby pawn shop. No way. Yeah. I thought you said porn shop. It's a pawn <laughs> shop for the Americans. P-A-W-A. <laughs> Just to clarify. Okay, so okay, the, wow. the, the watch cements the identity even further. sinister. So now we've got a little bit more character profile for her, so mm-hmm. I can tell you, she was described by the people that knew her as an eccentric woman. She was wealthy enough to have lived alone and yet chose the lodging lifestyle. She wore bright, unconventional garments that drew attention and she gets called a spinster. Because you can't be happy, you have to no, be no, called no, names. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Sounds like a lash. Um Now, the pawn shop thing turns into a bit of a lead. More of her belongings start surfacing in pawn shops and they were not pawned no. by 
by Matilda herself. Mm-hmm. So question, who do we think pawned these Whoa, items? this is so good. I think, <laughs> oh, I want to know what happens. I think I'm, I mean, I'm pointing the finger at little Hannah Dobbs. <laughs> she was my girl. Yeah, now. right from the start. She's a crim. Interesting. And yeah, she's, she's been nicking this stuff. Yeah. She's been flogging it. What was she put in prison for? Petty theft. Petty theft, my friend. Wouldn't that be amazing because they thought the body was her I mean but I don't think it is I think it goes back to the woodshop boys okay oh do you interesting you're blaming it on the men I'm still obsessed (laughs) I'm just still obsessed with this dismissive response like yeah Yeah. we don't do the call alright so we've got Hannah Dobbs we've got men in the workshop have we got so we don't have any other random relatives knocking about no but you can invent one if you want that to be your answer I'm inventing a very malicious okay slightly psychopathic um, (laughs) nephew who follows her from Canterbury (laughs) this is okay very elaborate it's got to be somebody that didn't like her very much can I throw in the brother we've got a brother oh do we have a brother Matilda's brother come forward to ID you think it was him sometimes they come he's another player isn't he he's another player okay wow that's shifty Um, alright I can now reveal that Hannah is correct it's little little Hannah Dobbs oh it's H Dobbs Bill H Dobbs Yeah. yeah It's all in the genuine name. stunned face. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing, though, isn't it? Like what you said. Love like that. they thought it could have been her. Right back round. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she is now the primary suspect, and she is put on trial. She was the live-in maid while Hacker was lodging in the house. Oh, okay. Question: What is suggested as her motive to kill? Uh, Whenever you say hacker, I always think of hacker tea dog. <laughs> I, like, I think of hacker tea dog, and then I think of the hacker. For the listeners, me. there was some really good action. I did just some then. good action, like yeah, New Zealand action. <laughs> Money, I guess. Okay. She wanted to. So this woman. Mm-hmm. is, as you said earlier, able to maintain herself. She doesn't yeah. need to live a lodging lifestyle. Yeah. She's got means. She's got bits and bobs that can be sold off. Yeah. And I think Hannah was maybe finding herself in a... I'm not necessarily <laughs> I mean, suggesting it's you. you. She was gestured <laughs> towards me. Kind of gestured to, to the it's real not you Hannah. that did the crime. <laughs> this murdering piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to my right. Um, no, and then, uh, yeah, she like maybe found herself in a difficult situation. Yeah. Okay. And and she was desperate and yeah. then she created this dramatic situation okay. she maybe didn't want to find herself in. No, okay, no, that's a wonderful answer. Very comprehensive. Do yeah. You guys have, do you guys <laughs> have do you guys have any other I have no advance on that, but I would just like Amanda to edit in Hannah going like, I love this woman, she's a Hannah, she's one of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. The further we go, owning it, plot, owning like, it. Just edit it right in. <laughs> She you know, sounds great. Yeah, she sounds lovely. I, I, I still like her. <laughs> <laughs> She's got moves. Um, okay. I can't think of any other motive they would do it except financial, so I will be yeah. very excited if it's something else. Well, nice. so it's not not financial, and you did touch upon it, Nina. They throw in envy. They envy. said that she must have been envious of this carefree lifestyle yeah. and the disposable income and... You know, but then it's just this whole thing of like, this, women are never allowed to just be friends. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you're never allowed to just have an act like a bad day. Like, yeah. I can't pay 
pay my rent today. Oh, yeah. look, that lady's got some stuff. Oh, dear, I hit her and yeah. now I'm in prison. Right. But, you know, it has to be envy, <laughs> deep-seated, probably based yeah. on hysteria and menstrual yeah, cycles. Yeah, yeah, So it's all of this stuff. So, and then an, another suggestion that came out in court was that if she'd stolen jewellery and then Hacker had found out... Maybe she yeah, felt that she, her. she had to silence Absolutely, her. So yeah. there's that gets thrown around. Um, now, the Bastendorfs had thought that Hacker had left Indeed. abruptly without telling them. Hannah was the only one in the house, apparently, when Hacker, quote-unquote, left. And they'd been away for the weekend. Severin, apparently, on a hunting trip. And Mary visiting her mum. And Dobbs, Hannah Dobbs reported... Love that he got out of that. Mm. He's like, oh, I'm going to go hunting. <laughs> Won't visit your mum this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we need to... Leave the parcels in the shed. Everyone keeps leaving half of the meat on the barn. <laughs> so I gotta go hunt. <laughs> get some more. She'd left a final week's rent and then she they just thought she'd left in haste now what question when they reinspected the room that hacker had stayed in what did they find that they'd missed the first time i don't know but this case is fucking amazing it so is isn't it oh okay what did they find in her room the room that she'd stayed in that they overlooked hannah's or uh matilda, matilda hacker the, the matilda deceased hackers. Um, what did they find in her room i think they found some of hannah's jewelry Okay, jewelry. An earring falling through the board floorboards Ooh, so or something. Oh, so evidence that Hannah was in there. They were looking for it before. Something now they know like who that. it is and stuff. They're yeah. looking for it. Ooh. Her hair. Her hair. Was it a spray painted wall that said Hannah, Hannah was, was here? <laughs> we we do that in every room we go. <laughs> yeah. I don't you just. <laughs> but I mean, That's I kind of think do. that it's basically, if do. if Matilda has been murdered and she hasn't just left, I mean, is it basically some of her stuff? Okay. Her stuff still in the wardrobe Ooh, okay. like, because Hannah might have um, that you know, is a very good when Hannah house. very heroically beat her to death um, <laughs> I feel as though <laughs> that hero Hannah <laughs> I feel as though she might not have maybe because I don't feel like Hannah was maybe a murderer like that's what she did right you know um, <laughs> what like day job <laughs> She's, going out she's, murdering. she's more of a chancer. But I kind of think that maybe she wasn't very bright, which is, which is unusual for Hannah's. But like, <laughs> and she didn't think to get rid of everything, as in she is left. Right. Yeah. Okay. I like this. They're like some leftover possessions that so, might yeah. give you a better insight. All right. Into her. Okay. Mm. We've got leftover stuff. Did you already answer, Taylor? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what they found was a broken lamp mm-hmm. and a large stain on the carpet, and this oh. stain looked washed out as if someone had attempted to clean it. <gasps> a maid would clean it. Would. Yeah. Sounds like a and shit maid. Yeah. And the, uh, <laughs> tried to clean it. That's a worse crime. <laughs> they test it and it is found to be blood. <gasps> so what it's... do you mean they test it? How do you test blood? I okay, don't know. Yeah, you know yeah, then. Can. Yeah, you can. There is a thing. Is it a blood? <laughs> I promise. It's As a... an intelligent human being, yeah. I promise. What do they know about then? Protein. Yeah, proteins. Mm, you know you what? Know what? We We've can... all got stuff to Google tonight, and that's yeah. a good Friday we'll night. Google that later. Everyone's, everyone's got homework. I keep drinking from um, an empty water glass. I'm hydrated. It's okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. It's all getting pinned on Hannah Dobbs. She protested her innocence. She'd stayed on for another year after the death of Matilda. So Ooh. in her defence, why would you work above... A, a... Because she's trying to cover up the fact the body's down there. Okay, so if you think it's a bluff. If she was going to the coal, then... Yeah, 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 yeah. Which just would. eat around the edge, like I sometimes do. No. If, like, if there's a cake in the fridge and you're like, I'm not going to have any, I'll have a little bit. And then you just get those little bits from the side. Mm. Right. <laughs> so, Me and Quiche. Yeah, exactly. What I think Hannah was an trying... analogy from Hannah Jones. <laughs> This reminds me of cake. If right. she was the maid, I don't understand why she would dispose of the body on the premises other than, okay, it's hard to 
She's in the city though, isn't she? Now the thing is, <laughs> yeah, it's strang- like strangulation looks like the cause of death. Yeah. So the blood the... is not explained. If oh yeah, um, so it's it's hard to p- pin the blood situation when it looks like it's a strangulation cause of death. And now, right before they make their decision, the jury are reminded that a conviction would mean capital punishment for Hannah Dobbs. <gasps> So they then ask them if Hannah Dobbs is guilty beyond reasonable doubt. Mm. Question, what is the verdict? I think it's all quite circumstantial, mm. isn't it? I don't think that they can find beyond reasonable doubt mm-hmm. that she murdered her. So I think justice for Hannah. Justice for <laughs> Hannah. So, so you think not guilty. not guilty. They don't want to send her to be hung. Not Hannah. Hanged. Mm. Sorry, one listener that always tweets. Um, <laughs> It's good we just ignore them and get over it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, Nina, guilty well, not guilty. Well, you've just totally thrown me with the whole blood hanging thing. Right. I'm really upset about that and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. I think if it was me, she'd have to be going walking. Hannah would have to go you'd let, You'd yeah. let her off. because You can't prove it. It's too it. confusing. Yeah. It's too inconclusive. It's inconclusive. It is inconclusive. Taylor Glenn, do you think they thought it was I was going to say the same thing. Like a few moments ago, I would have been like, of course she's guilty. Yeah, she's yeah. a working class woman. Right. The evidence is there. But yeah. then the fact that you brought up and the fact mm-hmm. that this was talked about in court, obviously, yeah. where would blood come from? Mm-hmm. I think they. I think she might actually get... Mm-hmm. Acquitted. Okay, you guys are such good detectives. We are good detectives. The verdict is not agency. guilty good. for little Hannah Second Dobbs. Recording. Now that should be the end of this story, but it's not because something bonkers happened. Oh, bonkers is good. Come on. Okay. Whoa. Question: What does little Hannah Dobbs do next? Oh, confesses. No. <gasps> confesses. Anything else? <sighs> One woman show. I bet yeah. she does. I bet she totally goes to Edinburgh. Confessed to tis. <laughs> she confessed to did. Thank you, Dr. Nina. Um, no. <laughs> God, what does little Hannah do next? Does she... I love that we're calling her little Hannah. <laughs> I just got so much. Yeah. Oh, so cute. She can't be a murderer. <laughs> what does she garner sympathy for her immediately? Um, gosh, I don't know what she could do that would be bonkers. I mean, I'm saying it's bonkers. She does something unexpected. Okay. And ex- in, a, in a way extreme. Maybe saying, yeah. She I, kills I somebody else. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to go with that. All right, so we've got kill somebody else and, and a woman confession. In show because you can't right. have it all. Uh, do you know what? <laughs> kill and confess. You're not. I. Nina is nearer, but still not right. <gasps> oh, damn it. What she does is she sells her story. <laughs> oh. But, oh my God, she doesn't just sell her story. She explodes so much drama. No way. Into Social the... media overload. Yeah. <gasps> Hannah just fell more in love with Hannah. Yes. <laughs> she <laughs> spills the tea. Rebecca Fussell. About the whole house. Household. Everything. Oh, oh so, my gosh. Um, basically, so a sensationalist journalist approaches her, this guy called George Perkis, and okay. he wants details so he can quote unquote tell her side of the story. Got it. She says yes, so they go full scandalous. <gasps> so I don't know if you guys want to guess, or shall I just list some of the stuff that comes out? Oh, I bet it's just, oh, I bet it's so juicy. Tell me. Quick, okay. quick question. What year are we in now? We're in like 1879. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Better known as so the year Hannah. The year of the Hannah. Oh, oh gosh. I want to know all about what the family got up to. I want to know 
okay, all the horrible things about you. This is why history is brilliant, right? This took place 100 odd years ago and some, and yet it's so beautifully, gorgeously exciting, isn't it? Oh! <laughs> Big it's great because right. I feel like it's just like super gossipy. I know! Like, yeah. Yeah, Which is humans. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yes. It is. It's historical stories. gossip. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. I think the maid would have the in on the entire family. She was mm-hmm. there for years. So, like, she's oh just going to spill on everything. All right, everything. you guys. The German dad was so... having an affair with all the woodcutters. Oh. And so, <laughs> right. now strap in. Okay. okay. All right. Everybody get ready. Hannah was having an affair with Severin. The German <gasps> no! Oh, that's a very Hannah move. That's so <laughs> that is so mad. Hannah. Hannah, what are you doing? Wow. Um, and that, that's why he'd hired her as the living maid. And the wife was asleep and they were fucking. <gasps> Um, okay, she eventually fell pregnant and Severin asked her to say the baby was his brother's and encouraged her to have a relationship with her brother in exchange he would provide financially for the child. Oh, my God. She said that he was the killer. She, she said he was the killer? She said Severin wow. was the killer. She hinted that he'd murdered a previous lodger, another man who had, lived with, uh, who had left with little warning. Uh, she claimed she'd been gifted a watch which she thought had belonged to the man. I don't know if that's the gold pocket watch that yeah, yeah, up that in the yeah. shop. Yeah. Um, she said she'd been away on the day of the murder and not returning home until later that evening and that she'd found Severin at home and he said that Hacker had left. She said she'd later found the body in the <gasps> workshop and that Bastendorf and his brothers had threatened her to remain silent. The and, brothers had threatened yeah, Hannah the, the, to remain silent. Yes. Okay. Um, and that she'd be implicated for the stolen jewellery which now is technically oh, stolen. Right. Um, oh and she also claimed that she'd witnessed um, the Bastendorf brothers beat a home and homeless boy to death. <gasps> um, so it's absolutely salacious stuff. The public Shh. lapped up and loved. Uh, and now he's in a lot of trouble and we have a second trial. What? Can we just like do <laughs> yeah. this for another hour now? Because this is just like gone mental now. Isn't it crazy? The brothers are badasses yeah. and horrible human beings. <laughs> oh my goodness. If this is true, obviously. Well, that's the other side of the story. Um, if you'd have been there, you'd have been like, right, you've got to bring in the police. Yeah, out of the noose. Come on. Get the right bit. But what was it we said about story? Exactly. Yes. Wonderful. Oh. My question to you now is: Is there enough evidence to support that they had an affair? She said she was pregnant, right? Yeah. What happened to the baby? Do you know? I do not know, and that's oh, that would be some quite big evidence. That really bothered me when I was searching yeah. this case, and I don't know what happened. Sure. Okay. So I'm sorry about that. That would have been some quite big evidence. How yeah. else do we know if they're having an affair? I mean, she's been given a job. And do we know any of the circumstances under which she got her job, other than that she's no. saying he gave it to her because he's having Well, also, even I, if she yeah. had a child, I mean, they have no way of tracing, you know. No, they couldn't do There was lots of babies. I mean, a lot of the time, people get caught out from what we've learned from this podcast by love letters. Mm. Oh, good point, Hannah. That, that is love a letter, maybe? Okay. You guys don't have to name the evidence. You just have to say if they thought there was enough evidence that there was an affair. Well, I think popular oh, I opinions probably come in pretty heavy into this isn't it but I would yeah. also say it's very convenient for her to have made this stuff up like believe women hashtag believe women but like <laughs> fuck oh, God. I've, got, I've gone really anti Hannah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah is my turn for women <laughs> so you're like Hannah is talking bullshit <laughs> hashtag never believe a Hannah <laughs> but I, I do feel as though it's very hard to prove like anything that goes like, that's mm. why rape has such a kind exactly. of like low yeah. 
like conviction rate is because it's very hard with he exactly. said she said yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't think they do and Unless also someone it would actually t- witnessed the affair interesting the affair but then there's still the thing isn't it because well going back to Han's point about you know rape being so hard mm. to prosecute what's the telltales of an affair you know it, it, a lot of it's yeah. down to gossip and yeah. and you know I saw them do this and touch it's all very very impossible no, for, for victims and it'd be 12 and, men know. on the jury as well yeah. so very okay. hard to prove. So do you guys think that there is not evidence of Well, I just there? think they're going to find it really hard to prove it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can now tell you there is enough evidence to support the affair. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. And in this trial, Severin admits the affair. No. Oh, well, that'll help. I thought it was yeah. going to be hickeys or something. <laughs> So he admits that there is evidence of the affair and he admits the affair, but there is no clear connection between him and the murders. So he is cleared of murder. His life is saved in terms of death penalty. So he admits to it because it actually exonerates him. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he's in a fuckload of trouble now because he said there was no affair in the first trial. Mm. So he is now guilty of perjury. <gasps> oh, shit. Because he said he, he had a different story in that trial. And now he's got this story. He's like, all right, I had an affair, but I'm not a murderer. Oh, so, so come on. We don't believe him. Like, wow. Right, Tell me the name again. Severin. Se- Severin. I'm calling him Severus. <laughs> he turned out to be a good guy. Bad, no, bad boy. Bad boy, Severin. <laughs> no, don't like him. He was like, yes, all right, did chugger. So, <laughs> he gets... Hands up, guys. Hands up. I had a piece of that. No. <laughs> um, so, he gets... She had a see-through cat suit. <laughs> oh, no, oh, he no. gets sentenced to 12 months imprisonment. Okay. And his marriage is ruined. Yeah. Mary's pregnant with the fifth baby oh. while this is going on. <gasps> no one wants to lodge in the house anymore. No. <laughs> Oh my god. West Towers. <laughs> I mean that's yeah. the worst. Yeah. That's the lost worst. all this income. Everyone knows <laughs> the their business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Minus one. Could get murdered. Very, very soft sheets. Too many bones. <laughs> <laughs> Too many bones. <laughs> and the reputation is in tatters. And wow. also, so now he's in prison. He does not do well in prison and his mental health unravels. Uh, one source said he succumbed to madness upon release and he gets arrested for erratic behaviour. He spends time in an asylum. Oh, wow. Which yeah. probably meant that he cried. The man shed a tear. Yeah. No. Uh, they send him to the same asylum that, um, well, basically this is, I can't remember, I haven't got written here what it's called, but it's famous for housing multiple Jack the Ripper suspects. <gasps> And then later he's it's paranoid. It's called the Ripper Sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> he's showing signs of schizophrenia, basically. He oh, says he heard hey. voices and that, and then he, he eventually died of heart problems. Hannah Dobbs disappeared completely, <gasps> likely took a new name in a fresh city. Uh, and Matilda... Just like you. But she was cleared, though, yeah? She, <laughs> she was, was cleared of She was cleared of everything and disappeared after Damn. her salacious story. I mean, his would. life is in tatters and then he dies and his wife... But it sounds like he's struggling with, like, problems if he's hearing voices and stuff. Yeah. And he could have possibly killed, couldn't he? It could, it could be one of those cases. Yeah. Uh, Matilda Hacker's murder remains unsolved. Wow. So, question, who do we think did it? Oh, my God. He gets sent to an institution, yeah, and he in that institution he's admitting to hearing voices and having issues yeah. in the past and in the present. Presumably. I mean, I would argue that if he is struggling with stuff, yeah. possibly he did that. He could be a killer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. I, I think she's very dodgy. 
Hannah. Hannah's very dodgy. I'm a bit, I'm a bit, yeah, she's a bit dodgy. She's a bit way, a bit woke. I think they were in love. Ooh. They were very much in love. And they were hatching a plan to run away together. Ooh. But he had a secret. That secret was dead. Ooh. So, although on the surface he looked like a fairly prosperous with his bamboo yeah with all his bamboo, oh, his bamboo people were not ready for bamboo okay. <laughs> I knew modern. this from the beginning <laughs> um, so actually they needed just some petty cash right. to get away and to buy the ship fare right, to right. Belgium Sorry, they meant on. to just steal from the victim Oh, maybe she came back. But she woke up. Okay. Because, of course, she has access to all the bedrooms. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Yeah. So she wakes up. There's a struggle. Okay. She is stabbed. The blood goes onto the floor, but she doesn't die. Right. She runs to her lover and says, I've done a terrible thing. And he says, Oh, she stabs Hannah. Very good. Yeah, this is a great story. And then they get into a big row okay you don't see eye to eye and they both blame each other okay. this is great so a, the sexy voice helps a small it? crime goes wrong and gets too big oh my gosh it so, destroys their love anyway i'm already visualizing the scene like um what's our dead lady called matilda Hacker. matilda matilda hackers on the bed and she comes hannah comes in she's just trying to steal a bit of stuff make a bit of money she maybe mm-hmm. she's pregnant maybe she doesn't know what she's gonna yeah. do in her future mm-hmm. hacker wakes up hacker's got a paper paper cutter she's letter, letter opener. we know there's a broken hacker. lamp yeah, yeah. oh broken, broken lamp. lamp hacker grabs the lamp yeah. hacker smashes it on hannah's head hannah's bleeding Ooh, hannah hannah's runs blood. away hannah goes and says yeah. oh i'm gonna get her goes and yes. her, hangs her when she's least looking. Maybe yeah. she's at the stove. Maybe she's cooking and she puts a, like a cheese cut on yeah, her neck yeah. and then she puts her in the coal uh, cellar. It's true. We don't know whose blood it is and that was a strangulation jest. Love it. Hannah Good. George, anything to I add? was just thinking potentially it could be a third party that we haven't even heard from. Right. right. Good point. Hey, Matilda, she Bad lives luck. in these lodging houses. Yeah. Is it because she comes from a background where she wouldn't be able to have just random lovers if she wanted them? Right. So she's, it's somewhere where she can bring people back she's to? to be bohemian <laughs> well do you know what I mean I kind like, of think that free love, could it be someone and yeah because I think the blood wasn't Matilda's and yeah. then it was someone else's but I think if somebody had gone back like it was a one night stand situation right yeah 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 and they had an argument she dies he's like I'm just going to shove her in the coal cellar and I'm fucking off yeah because again if you're going to work there and live there you don't bury I know right yes yes so that's why I think it's somebody oh I like that so it's like a burglar maybe or somebody well, I just think like... someone she bought back yeah uh, yeah because just did yeah. it and, ran. and then we'll never trace them. Do you know yeah, what? I love all of your answers, and I think somewhere in there we solved yes. it. Yeah, somewhere, in, somewhere there. in there. I love the idea of like a modern detective being like, somewhere in there we got somewhere in the mix of information. That's up to you. You gotta Someone's do the work. Drunk women solving This listener crime was sent in to us, and they said, "Here's a listener crime for you." And that's how I knew. Um, <laughs> and that's when I knew. Well, um, <laughs> I'm such a good detective. Yeah. So they say, when I was in college, I came back to my apartment after spring break or some other vacation. Something seemed amiss, but my roommates and I couldn't put our fingers on it. We eventually realized someone had broken into our apartment and stolen two of my DVDs, selected at random, I can only imagine, a dozen small bags of potato chips, and most upsettingly, the rent money I collected from everyone before leaving. They left a lot of other expensive 
expensive items like the PlayStation. I maintain it was someone we knew because who else would know where I hid the rent money? I don't know why I didn't just go to the bank and deposit it. I was in my early 20s. My roommates thought it was some rando who broke in. It certainly wouldn't have been hard to do so. Our apartment was not an expensive one and a child could have forced open the windows. My question is, who robbed us and am I still allowed to seek justice after 20 years? From Luke. This is a personal crime. This is somebody they know. There's someone that knows them and that they know. And at the beginning, when you said there were two DVDs, I was like, and they took the DVD from one case and put it in the case of the other, the bastard. (laughs) It was this this selectiveness about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I reckon it's a mate. When I was at uni and somebody needed some cash, I don't think any of us. I was in a house of 14 people. Right. I don't think any of us would have thought twice about going in, grabbing some cash out of really? the other's room and then paying it back at some point. We all did it. Like, everyone okay. wanted in and grabbed tenor out of someone's. So I think it's something more like that because they haven't, like, ripped them off properly. Right. They left but the I think they maybe were a little bit wasted. Maybe they'd watched a, okay. a video at the house, had some yeah. crisps, <laughs> had some it, wine, yeah. and then thought, oh, there's just some cash lying up there. I'll grab it's a, do you know what? That tallies for me. Yeah, because yeah, I feel innocent, like innocuous but bad. it's somebody who's sort of fucking with you, just yeah, taking two just DVDs. Yeah, a little edgy fuck. It's I not like it's... it's not like they're literally out to rip you yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All I know is they were called Hannah. almost certainly I mean Luke I I don't want a victim blame but I I agree with your story but I think Luke was the one that did it I think the two DVDs were like he watched maybe maybe a couple of Adam Sandler movies and he was like they're going straight in the bin nobody needs to know I watched these yeah Yeah. exactly no confession rid of the evidence he ate some potato chips himself and then the money he kind of maybe spent that evening on some okay so his own poor memory he's like I couldn't have eaten all those potato chips I think I was wrong wow two yeah. recordings in a row did we blame the person that wrote it <laughs> it's amazing we have any listeners I left mean, at all we've usually it's the mother so this is refreshing refreshing <laughs> yeah it's I quite... think this is a mate I don't think it's the person I think it's a mate a who mate. sort of knocks about around the place someone yeah. wasn't invited to the spring break plans yeah I think. totally I, there was a cat sitter next yeah, door or something definitely got that vibe that yeah. someone yeah. you know that's so slightly know, pissed off and fucking a little with bit you. pissed with you. You've yeah. pissed somebody off and they've got you back. Anytime yeah. the snacks have gone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes DVDs to food, I mean, come on, money like, and alcohol, that's fine. But when yeah. they start attacking your food, that's yeah. personal. it's personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is it. This is it. Oh, I've got wow. some nice uh, stuffed peppers in the fridge, and if anyone went for them right now, I would. That is very cool. Vigilante justice. I'd like to say that there are some very good Adam Sandler movies as well. That was the main point of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry, well, sorry, Luke, to deflect from you, but I just want to say that there's a couple of good names. All right. Four. Okay. Uncut gems. I haven't seen it yet. Well, then, what good are you All for right, this conversation? Fifty first dates. Fifty first. I'm sorry, anyway, we, we don't. Sorry, we don't have time, time for me to list my favorite Adam Sandler movies. What? No. A, what a horrible podcast this is. I apologize. <laughs> All right. It's what the people Luke, want. Don't worry, guys. I'll, I'll get Luke, it in. It was someone you know. I hope that helped. Yeah, well done, Luke. It's we one of your mates. I think it was Jack and Jill. Another Oh, my God. Sorry, go That's on. That's like the worst one. I know. Dante Yanina Ramirez, Me? what are you up to? Where can uh, we find you? Well, apart Plus from stuff. humiliating myself through drinking too much Prosecco on podcasts, <laughs> I am a very intelligent human being. <laughs> That's a bit of a You have been an excellent 
excellent guest on this podcast. Well, I yeah, I am. Yeah. You can be both. You can be <laughs> people, can't we? That's the so world we live in. We have lots of different identities. Yeah. So in my other identities, where I'm being very sensible and lecturing at Oxford <laughs> University, I have written a beautiful book. Yes. Uh, two beautiful books. Yes. Tell us. Tell us. You know this one, Katie. I Come know. On, my right. So there's book. a book called Goddess. It's awesome it's all about female uh, role models goddesses <gasps> figures throughout all of history and across the globe i've started reading it with phoebe Aww. it's really great there's like we've read the one that's with that goddess that really hates gilgamesh oh no she really fancies him <laughs> and then yeah it shit goes wild she is just the goddess you do not mess with yeah yeah nice. In Ishtar, yeah 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 Oh, I knew I was going to say it wrong. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that for you. Thank you. No, no, but that, that's, yeah. So, so I've done... It's for kids. It's for young people. That one's for that kids. That's really kids. good. It's great. so good. So if you've got kids, bloody buy oh it. Oh my God, I get it. Bloody it. buy it. And then the big, big, big biggie that I've been working on for five years, <gasps> wow. friends. Five years. Whoa. You know, I would have a walking infant by that point. <laughs> that is longer um, than Matilda No, Hacker I have. Was. No, so it's called <laughs> Feminar. And it is a new history of uh, the medieval world with the women back in. Yes, uh, But please. it's really good for you. You'll all love this because yeah. it's about the fact that our concept of how women are second sex, yeah. how we've been disenfranchised, is only a couple of hundred years old. Wow. We've been misled. And what we need to know is where we came from. Yes. And the people we actually came from were badass medieval women. Yeah. I Wait, say what that's called again? Feminar. Just Feminar. type in Feminar. It's not Feminar. a sanitary product. <laughs> Feminar, the book. And is it out now? When is it out? It comes out in July. So July. Oh, okay, July 2022, gosh. people. But you're going to learn about some badass women from Love like a thousand this. years ago. Oh, Burke Warrior Woman. She had all the gear. Oh, yes. You've got Hildegarda Bingen. She was basically an Ardo de, de Vinci. Not Dio Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> she just said with people just, way you She was so Leonardo DiCaprio. But no, no. Leonardo da Vinci, hundreds of years before Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, so yeah, it just gives us the strength to feel like we are not yeah. only a hundred years of emancipation. Yes. We're actually millennia of emancipation. Yes. And we should be allowed to see the women that yes. we were. This is amazing. Yeah, it's so big, it's big history. Big I history. love this so much. This is awesome. Because so we've been lied to as well. Yes. We've been lied to for the last couple hundred years. Oh my All gosh. our history has been yeah. manipulated. Yeah. And so now we need to reclaim it as women. And it's so yeah, we do. In the now when things are regressing and rights are being taken away, and it's like, why are we going backwards? And actually, when you talk about that macro level stuff, macro when you level. Above, it's like, oh, here comes another But word. only like yeah. a medievalist, like a modernist, it, you, they don't tend to see it that way. A medievalist world, because you'll pull above it. The next book I'm writing is about nationalism and how that's a 200 year old invention. So let's have that wow. conversation with every wow. month's time. Yeah, yeah big history. <laughs> wow. From okay. a very drunk small person. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that should be the well, tagline. I mean, if you want a spin-off podcast, we, we, we ah, yeah, we will this. we will do this more. Nice. Um, thank you so much. Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 